What it do, golf fans? Welcome back to the Turn Dogs Golf Podcast. This is Liam. Alongside me is Jack. We had a great golf week. Great golf week in Scotland. Cam Smith took it home. Brought one home for the mullets. I saw John Daly's tweet. That was great. Just seeing another one for the mullets. That's two now in the last, what, 50 years. But Jack, what did you think of the week? I thought that was one of the most special tournaments I've ever watched in my life. Um, I just have to say, as a golf fan, I was gutted for Rory. At the same time, though, Cameron Smith is a guy that if you're a fan, whether you be casual or a diehard nerd, you're excited to see him finish. He just brings that persona up. Uh, I thought it was spectacular. I thought there were some names that didn't perform like they should. And I thought there were names that performed above expectation. Honestly, it was a perfect golf tournament minus the fact Tiger missed a cut. There was about 35 storylines from this week's tournament and all of them have their own little flair and spice on them. Uh, Tiger missed a cut. That was unfortunate. Uh, Justin Rose, who I had withdrew on the first tee. That was annoying. Um, yet Homa who played with Tiger, who missed the cut. And I think that's a lot to do with the fact that he played with, uh, Tiger in my personal yeah. opinion, no one will ever make an Instagram post about who they're playing with unless it's Tiger Woods. Yes, absolutely. Um, and then in terms of the weekend, once Tiger missed the cut, I think everybody wanted Tiger to win, but once he missed a cut, the amount of love that Rory got all weekend from the crowd was absurd. I've never seen a crowd so blatantly root for one person to win in a tournament. There was a golf galaxy reporter, not like a broadcaster, a golf or excuse me, golf digest reporter yes. in Edinburgh. And people were screaming to him. Let's go Rory, a reporter for golf digest. That's how much the people stood behind him. I know I was personally cheering for him, not like against Cam Smith, um, but I was cheering for Rory. I think he'll do it eventually. But I think the one person that is not getting talked enough about is the other Cameron in that tournament. Young, yep, yeah. He, if he did on the first and the fourth day what he did on two and three, we would have saw a seven shot victory. He shot 70, I think, on Saturday, and I think that's what really kind of hurt him on the back end. The he's eagle, though, on, the eagle though, on 18. I mean, he. I don't know. I don't know if he should have been that close in the end of it all, anyways. But the eagle on driving the green on 18 on Sunday with all that pressure—that is—that is, that is that an absolutely awesome. wild thing to do uh, with the amount of pressure that was on him. There was a lot of big names on the top of the leaderboard. You had Cam Smith, you had Rory, you had DJ. Spieth was in the top 10. Um, Fitzpatrick was up there all week, but I think he fell out to like 20. Yeah. Uh -huh. Jack's not yeah. About that. yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what, what a out, back of a letter term. What an idiot. Like what in the world? Uh, yeah, we're, I shouldn't have mentioned that. I'm sorry. Uh, but Xander was in there as well. Um, there were lots of big names on the top of the leaderboard. The one thing I will say is that if Rory made like one or two putts the same way that Cam Smith could not miss a putt, could be a completely different storyline. Cam's Cam Smith's putter was absurd. He might as well have been hitting putts a magnet. Into, he might as well have been hit, hitting putts into basketball hoops. The the hole was so wide for him. It yeah, was ridiculous. A hundred percent. I think that that won him the tournament single handedly. But I, I also think that Rory was playing not to lose it versus trying to go for a win. I think that Cam Smith was a little more aggressive. Obviously when you're rolling in the putter, your score is going to be better nonetheless, but I think Rory was playing not to lose it 
versus going for the kill and winning it. I do have to say, um, Victor Hovland's another guy. Yes. Every time I bet him, he fails. And when I don't, he's spectacular. Uh, but I'm going to give a shout out to one guy that might come as a little bit of a shock. Bryson DeChambeau. He I, is so exciting to watch. I I agree. He's not, he's not, a he's not, he's tough to root for when you have him, but when you have no affiliation to Bryson in terms of betting and you could just hope he does well, he is great to watch because when you bet him, that's when he struggles. But when you have no say in what he's doing on that weekend, he's a great person to keep in mind. 100%. He's so exciting. And then the last guy I will talk about before we get into our bets and lineups or whatnot, Brian Harmon. He was yes. up there. He was only drafted by, even in my big money pools, 1.22% was the highest I saw him drafted in any any bet I had, which is incredible considering he does so well in majors. Um, he had a bogey-free round. He had four bogeys the entire tournament, one double, and 19 birdies. He played one of the most consistent four-day stretches I've ever seen, and I think I saw him hit five shots. Very impressive. It was unfortunate. I wish he could have gotten more coverage. I agree. I think that was very sad because Brian Harmon ended up finishing top 20, and I don't think I ever – I don't think I saw a single shot, and I and I thought, felt like I saw so he was much. was sixth of, place. Was he sixth place in the end of it all? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, they, I mean, you got to get more coverage on a guy like that. Even, like, replays of his shots. It, it's, since I know we probably got off early. I think on Sunday you shot, like, 65, something like that. Something like that. And so I, maybe he goes off early, and that's fine. But then show replays. When you're, like, looking at Rory or Cam Smith on a hole, be like, oh, yeah, by the way, Brian Harmon, who's, like, in contention in this tournament, he did this on this hole. Look at it. Like, that would be something that's very easy to do that they just don't do. Yeah, and I think the last point I'll make is NBC Golf. I hate to dog on them, but over the last two major tournaments they've covered, there have been more commercials and playing through than I've ever seen in my life. Oh. And I feel like it's such a big venue like that. Of course, you want to make as much money. I can't say I blame NBC, yeah. but at the end of the day, that was just hard to watch, especially someone like me, where you know on Thursday, uh, I was up at 12 o'clock, 1230 central time watching the first tee. I was up at three o'clock watching the middle groups. I was watching up at six and I watched it throughout the day and there were more commercials. It was unbelievable. It was just sad. You and I were both up at three o'clock and that was, that was wild. Yeah. We were having for a, different reasons. <laughs> a text conversation at three and for completely different reasons on Thursday morning. Um, one thing I will say about NBC is get the garbage off of Peacock. I'm sorry. That bugs unbelievable. me. Like, like it all went to Peacock at two o'clock. I can't see guys finish the first round because you got to go to Peacock to try and steal extra money from me. Yeah. Like, go pound sand. I'm sorry. That's annoying. That bugs yeah. the crap out of me. Luckily, USA picked up at three, which was nice. But yes. I agree. If you don't have like Xfinity or DirecTV where it's covered, you're just losing a chunk of marketing, especially when people are. If you're a golf fan, yeah, you paid for ESPN Plus to watch the coverage of everything. Why would you go pay Peacock for two rounds of this major and two rounds of the last major and nothing in between. Yep. I agree. Uh, one last thing I mentioned it earlier. Why is Justin Rose? I Justin Rose injured himself on like the day before on Wednesday, tried to warm up Thursday morning, pulled out. And I, we we mentioned this before, I think when Hideki pulled out, what was that? Like month and a half ago, two months ago, yeah, By the way, like this, is, this is the third guy I've picked who's withdrawn off the first tee, which is, brutal that is a horrible luck on my part but 
FanDuel and DraftKings needs to fix it where you automatically get the replacement. You need the first yep. alternate. I don't know how to do it. Maybe leave that in the bottom of the notes. Hey, if so, if somebody, you know, doesn't go, this is the alternate. No matter who you get that withdraws off the first tee, this is the alternate you get. I agree because like in baseball or basketball or fantasy football, you draft up until the kickoff. Yep. So it should be that. Or like you had said, if a guy pulls out, his replacement comes in. Yes, it's going to be a, a decrease in pay by the masses, but it'll be a guy that fills your roster and you're going to have a lot less angry people. It's just unfortunate because I missed out on the money on DraftKings by about 50 points, which yeah. not to say I would have necessarily made it anyways. Make but, cut. But zero versus, I mean, even potentially making the cut and getting 40 or 50 points, I'm right there at the money at that point. Yeah, um, 100%. Um, and then especially as well, like it wasn't like he pulled out 24 hours before and you were just stupid and didn't check your lineup it yeah. was minutes yeah the, the the lineups had already locked and I, there was no way for me to get into it because i actually woke up looked at the lineups they had locked then woke up for work looked at it saw wd next to his name and chucked my phone across the room out of frustration um d- so, all right so did you win money in DraftKings or fanduel yeah um DraftKings, okay. i won't go over it too much just because I was basically in that bottom 5% of money. So yep. scramble that, but FanDuel, I uh, won almost 75 bucks off of dumb picks. The most I ever went up was um, exactly. Yeah. I did predominantly DraftKings for my big money. Like he said, I did a $50 one. So bottom percentage of money still at the end of the day is good. Yep. Um, fantasy or fantasy football FanDuel did pretty good there. Um, 75 bucks off like $15 entry. So it was perfect. Um, Zanotti killed me 15 and a half points with, by the way, I think five of his last seven holes were bogeys. So he missed the cut there. Xander Shoffley, 15 Fitzpatrick 21st, Jordan Smith, 47th, um, McElroy third and Fleetwood fourth, um, five, 17 and a half was spectacular. Turned some good money. So I was happy there. That a kid. There you go. Um, you had Fitzpatrick and all that, right? Did you you say yeah. that? And I just twenty first. Yeah, I just okay. called him an idiot. I think. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, gotcha. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Jack, Jack's lineups are good. Again, I missed out on the money. It was unfortunate. Some of the good guys I had there. I had Spieth in both lineups. I was a T eight. Uh, I had Fitzpatrick with both lineups. T twenty one. I had Rory and Fandle at third, and then uh, Jung Yoon, uh, Kim, and Jordan Smith or Tom Kim, both were T forty seven, and those are kind of my quote unquote flyers of the week. Love seeing that. I mean, if I can get homer to make the cut or justin rose not to withdraw the first tee then i'm 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 in good money i'm in good money position there um but it is the way it is i mean again homa is on homa is unfortunate can't really see that happening where he gets paired with tiger but how'd you do on bets jack i have actually i have your list right here so i know how you did the bets but why don't you tell the uh yeah so obviously i scaled down to five kind of decreases my profit margins so obviously i'm not going to go up like six or seven units like if you saw my 25 bets 18 of them hit nice so 18 and seven on those 25 um but five we went three for five with a total of 0.75 units up um so it's not the biggest you know payday in the world but i'll take any positive money there you go jordan smith or excuse me tommy fleetwood Top 30, minus 105, could have been the easiest money of my life. Yep. Should have been in my top 20, but I can hindsight. Um, Xander Shoffley, top 20, minus 110, lock. Ron being the top Spaniard, minus 135, lock. Morikawa beating Cantley, that was just unfortunate. 
Um, not going to take anything away from Catley. He was spectacular. And then Matt Fitzpatrick, barely missing out in top 20, really killed me. Um, but T21, T21 right there. That's brutal. Yeah. And then my wild card, Zanotti, top 40, missed out on that. But Christian Bezwedenhout doubted me, doubted me at the plus 600. That's a win right there. That's a hit. I was worried about Oosthuizen, but Oosthuizen evidently cannot, could not keep track, and that is that is hindsight on my part. But again, it's a wild pick for a reason. I don't think it was uh, clear as day to see. I will say one thing about your uh, Morikawa over Cantley. Cantley has now been uh, top twenty in three majors of his last twenty-one appearances, and he's also missed the cut in three of his last twenty-one appearances in majors. So to say that that is. A bad bet is completely wrong. It's just an unfortunate draw where where Cantley one decided. One guy played was, bad, one guy played good. Nothing yeah, Cantley decided to play great. It, it's, it sucks, but, I mean, you make that bet 10 out of 10 times. Yeah, there's not a scenario, especially being a defending champion, where I pick Cantley over him. Yeah, so pretty good there. Three out of five bets. Again, you're up units. No, Really no complaints on your end. Uh, I did my three bets again. And uh, I went two for three, so that's a nice week. I had Jordan Spieth top 20. That was a W. I had uh, Max Homa at top 40. That was a loss. And I had Robert McIntyre as a top Scotsman. Uh, that was a win. David Law was, in, was one of the Scotsmen he had to face. He was T24 entering Sunday morning, and he shot like nine over. <laughs> so, so fortunately, I got lucky, and McIntyre shot like three or four under, and and took that from no problem but davis law was a was a threat to that to that bet that would have pissed me off if that wouldn't have worked yeah no kidding and then last thing i'll say in my bets um i don't know how but i lost the notebook where i keep all of my bets and whatnot so i think i was like just over 42 units up on sportsbook picks so with the 0.75 units on that i'm just going to go to 43 and then I don't include wild cards. Obviously, we don't stake a full unit on that. Um, if we did, 49. But 43 units up on the podcast. Spectacular. Um, maybe next year, once we get into the new season, we'll think about implementing some stuff. But right now, 43 units up on the season. I'm taking that all day, every day. I was five and a half units prior to this week, and I did. I unfortunately did not calculate it. So that is fine. I am probably close to five and a half or six units. So we'll, we're almost 50 still. Hey, any money's good money at the end of the day. All right. Do you have any other thoughts or do you want me to run through winners, wild picks, and then get into the course? Get right into winners. We already pretty much covered the wild picks, oh, yeah, at least on my right. end, but go winners. Then let's go in. All right. So for winners, Jackhead Rory, uh, good pick. Uh, again, kind of basic, but again, it, it worked out for him. So he had Rory and then Joaquin Neiman. Rory was third. Joaquin Neiman was tied 53rd. Which is a uh, bad two days at the end. Yeah, that was tough to watch. Uh, I had Jordan Spieth uh, with parentheses on Max Homa, and that was a T10 and a missed cut. Uh, again, Christian picked Bez to be top South African. Good win. Well, my uh, name's Jack, so. What is it? You said Christian picked Jack. Jack picked Christian was weeding out. Oh, that's right. Jack, sorry, I wrote it down and flipped it on here uh for plus 600 and that was a good win and then zanotti unfortunately you hate to see it uh i had mackenzie hughes top 30 that was that was a ballsy one and i have no problem to admit that that failed and then wills el torres top 10 he finished i think t25 t20 he didn't do anything bad i just don't think he has that links experience to really take over i'm not 
not hurt. That's a good appearance in my mind. It, it's a good appearance, and I kind of took the shot on him having all of the the great major play where he always seems to find his way up inside the top 10. So it is the way it is. We are now going from Scotland on one of the most iconic courses of all time to the three M open in the twin cities. And I'm going to call it Minneapolis. It's not actually Minneapolis. I think it's like 15 miles away, but it's, it's Minneapolis. It is a par 71 uh, totaling 7,450 yards. Last year's winner was Cameron champ. This is the fourth time that the 3M Open is being played, only beginning in 2019. Uh, you have a couple of winners here, and I'm going to run through them real fast. Cameron Champ is obviously known for being a long hitter. He won it last year. In 2020, Michael Tom Thompson was the winner. He is a short hitter, but that week he was spectacular around the greens and also putted very well. In 2019, when it inaugurally went to Minneapolis, Matthew Wolf playing in his third event since college. When he was looking like he was going to become the number one player in the world real quickly. He looked deadly. And he was a very long hitter in that tournament. Um, that tells you that really any style of player can win here. Uh, this is a course, though, that commonly wins at about 20 under. So just be advised that this could very quickly become a putting contest. Uh, this course is known for 27 water hazards. Uh, that will get mentioned a lot for whatever reason people love to talk about the water on this course. Uh, there's also a lot of dislike on this course for whatever reason. I think people dislike it because it is a birdie fest. So I would just take that into account. Uh, TPC Twin Cities has the second most approach shots hit from 175 yards to 200 yards on tour in both 2019 and 2020. Only the PGA National, or if you're like me and you only know about the uh, event, it's the Honda Classic, uh, has more. For whatever reason, I just do better when I get the names. Um, I already know a handful of which, uh, people that withdrew from the event. I have Mark Hubbard, Charles Howell III, Eric Van Ruyen, Andres Romero, and Michael Kim. They have all withdrawn from the tournament already. <sighs> okay, I got through it. That was a lot. Check your lineups. <laughs> Yes, please check your lineups. Um, in terms of weather, check weather always on, on Wednesday afternoon. Nothing too bad looks uh, looks to be going on here. I think I saw a little bit of wind, but nothing really that's that's going to change your lineups all that much. Yeah. Okay. All right, Jack. Well, this is not the same stacked lineup we had in the open, obviously, uh, by any means. But are you ready to get into this uh, – amateur hour lineup comparatively speaking yeah i think this is going to be a really good test of a lot of guys that are right on the cusp of breaking through and i'll talk about some names in a minute yeah. but i think it's really good i'm not watching for the big name i'm watching for the guys that have been there all year um so that's what i'm looking for but i'm definitely ready to get into it all, all three guys that won previously were not big names they were all 40 to 1 odds or better to win so I, I if see you're that. like me and you saw Matt Wolf, you know, in college, you're like, that's yeah. a big name. Um, but I know what you're saying. Odds, odds wise, they were not. Yes. So Jack, Jack, by the way, this week is very confused. I always send my notes out to him and our and our buddy before the uh, the podcast actually happens. 
So today I sent out all the notes and he laughed that the guys that I mentioned on my notes were the guys that he picked and he claimed that they were nobodies and that there was no way anybody would pick them. But nevertheless, I didn't say there were nobodies. I well, said that is something that you would watch only from watching Corn Fairy Tour on your off days and college on your, you know, your work days. Like I've been watching golf competitively for years and then you're like, oh yeah, X, Y, Z. And I'm like, Huh? Maybe, maybe your knowledge is rubbing off on me. That's all I'm saying. You know, I'm yeah. getting a little better at learning all the all the golf all the golf knowledge the same way that you've known it for twenty something years. So, all right, we're gonna look at the 10k and the 9k range. I I say we just group them together. It's only like seven names. Um, otherwise, we're saying three names, and I think that's just kind of yeah. Yeah. So, it goes all the way from Tony Fino ten five to the man, the myth, the legend, Davis Riley at nine. Um, this is usually I say this category of golfers, you're not going to have a bad pick, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> this, I think there's a bad going to be one of those weird ones. that's a hit or miss. I personally think the two guys are, you know, two guys at the bottom and Davis Riley and Maverick McNeely and Sahith Tagala are the three guys I'm really focusing on this week. Sahith, if you just take a look at what he's done, although he's coming from Scotland, it's going to be a hot red eye. Yes. He has been phenomenal lately. I mean, 34, 16, 2, 53, 5. Last five events. Maverick McNeely, even better than that. And like you said earlier, and like we've said, every time we talk about Davis Rally, Birdie Fest, I think those guys are spectacular. But again, top three guys on the leaderboard. Love Tony Finau, love Hideki, and love Sung Jay. But I am avoiding Adam Hadwin for the reason that you might pick him, which is he's consistent. Uh, I am not playing Adam Hadwin this week. I also like three guys in this, in this range. I like, uh, Davis Riley, the gala and fee now, um, in all actuality though, I don't mind completely avoiding the 10 K range, um, altogether and just going with none of those guys. And which I I've like, never, we've never said before, which we've never said, but I'm big on the gala and Riley this week. I'm cool with both of them. Now, the gala based on Twitter, so don't take that into too much consideration because Twitter's Twitter. Um, evidently he tweaked something on Sunday at the open. So I, I doubt he's gonna pull out of the tournament, but just keep an eye on him, make sure he's not like limbering and around all day on Wednesday and that he's like leaning too much to one side, like he hurt something. Cause that is something to keep in mind. Um Based on my, my metrics, Thagala ranks highly in every major category in this field. He's 27th in, this, in, in the field in approach, 19th in birdies are better, 6th in stroke gains par 4, 13th in stroke gain off the tee, meaning he's got the length, which is good for that, and then he's always got a solid putter. Again, big concern. Hopefully he's not too jet lag, and hopefully there's no injury concern. Gosh, you know what the great thing and the difference between us is? I had no idea those stats. I just like, I like this guy this week. Yeah, this is the wild part about Jack and I. Jack, Jack kind of knows based on his prior golf knowledge, and then I go into the stats. Davis Riley is fourth in the field on strokes gained approach. He, uh, he's been in like a cryo chamber or something because we haven't seen him since the Travelers. So I guess the biggest concern is that he's slow out of the start. I, that's really all I got. I mean, other than that, I, he's Davis Riley. I think he's going to play great. Um, and then Tony Finau just lays out great in all the metrics, but he's also the most high priced. So you can save 1500 bucks by going from Finau to, to Davis Riley. But he's not that unreasonably priced. Rory McIlroy was like 12 K last week. You're talking about a $1,500 price gap. 
between the top guy and a guy that I personally love in Tony Finau. But Tony Finau does a lot more uh, boom and bust versus Rory, who is pretty consistently top 20. And I say boom or bust in a relative way. I mean, he's probably going to make the cut. But like Tony, Tony Finau has a tendency to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to finish top five. I'm going to finish like 60th. I'm going to finish 11th. I'm going to finish like 52. Like he, he can really ju- jump up and down across the pages. But what I'm saying is for this lineup, he could have easily been 11 five. No, no shot compared. No, I'm not saying I'm saying compared with this, the field that we have, he, if you're taking account the actual salary cap, he could have been the 11 five golfer. Yes. The challenge is that in at that point though, that you have to go to the six K range, which we'll get to later is not a strong field in my opinion. Um, uh, be weary of taking Sungjae. His putter is weak. And again, if this is going to turn into a putting contest, then I'm, I'd be worried about taking him. Okay. Any other thoughts on this range? No, I'm ready to go to the next one. All right, let's go. 8K range. Uh, we're going to start with Cam Davis up top at 8.9, all the way down to Nick Hardy, local boy at 8,000. Done. Um, let's just be honest here. Ches Reavy coming off a win at 8.7. Just yep. literally just one. JT, JT Post has been phenomenal. All right. I think Nick Hardy is going to have a special week. Um, if you, let me just read his last six performances. Ready? Yep. 1338, 1435, two. Now, again, that two was on the Corn Ferry. The other ones Barracuda, John Deere, Travelers, US Open, RBC, Canadian. I think he's in for a special week. I have my eye on him this week. That is all I'll say. Okay, interesting. Um, I like your Chesarevi pick. I think he's going to do good coming off of the win. Uh, Cameron Tringali seems like an interesting pick here, in my opinion. I don't know how I'm going to be able to get to him because Chesarevi's $100 cheaper. I just think he's kind of a different pick if you want to pick somebody that's going to be a little more contrarian. Uh, my big pick in this range is Brennan Steele uh, at 8300 he is first in the field in strokes gained approach over his last 12 rounds. He's made his last seven cuts. And in those last seven cuts, he's got two top tens and a top 25. He's playing very well. He's got good distance, so he should be able to get off the tee. Um, I guess the question is the putter, but that's a question with a lot of people in, at, at multiple points. So it's more, more of a, can you make it work? But I think Brennan Steele is going to be my big pick in here. I'm not going to fight you on that one. I like Brennan Steele this week. Uh, don't, don't pick Charles Hall, the third, don't pick Mark Hubbard. They're both out. That was fast, but are you ready for the seven K? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. What are we looking at here? We got a lot of names in here. We got Ryan Palmer at seven, nine and Chris Goddard up at seven, nine, all the way to, wow. There's a lot of names at 7,000. Okay. Uh, Lee Hodges, uh, Gligic, Joseph Bramlett, Callum Taron. Albert Pujols just advanced in the home run derby over Kyle Schwarber nice love to see it love to see it sorry, sorry. Guys. we know we're a golf pod but like occasionally we you know we'll, my we'll phone just blew it. up looking at the lineup holy crap but oh, that is. yeah um mm. i think there's a lot of guys in here that can be dangerous um yep. i'm avoiding cameron champ for the first time in a while that because okay. you know i love him yep and he's a former winner but jason day i think is interesting ricky fowler adam svensson wyndham clark uh Emiliano Grio, I think is really going to have a standout week. I'm loving him this week, but at that same time, if you go just a little farther down, um, 
excuse me, I think there's a lot of guys here that can really have one of those wild weeks. And I think Callum Terran's one of those guys. Oh, you're going to my Callum Terran pick. Okay. All right. You have a Callum Terran pick too? No, but I'm just saying that like, I've picked them like two out of the last four weeks and I've, and I thought I was mental for doing it. Oh, well, yeah. Just taking a look at his last three, 22 at Barracuda, take away the Scottish open, which is two weeks earlier. Didn't play really well at links. John Deere classic six. I think we're looking at a boomer bust pick here, but again, 7K, you have to think you're starting to do a little boomer bust. Oh, definitely, definitely. And and I agree. I think there are a lot of great names around here. I'm going to just start running down my list. Uh, first things first, 7,900. I got Chris Goddard up. Uh, top 10 in strokes gained approach from 175, 200 yards. I get it. Again, this is the second busiest course in terms of that metric outside of the Honda. Uh, he's also been playing really well recently outside of the Barbasol last week that he didn't play too hot in. He was uh, T7th in Puerto Rico, tied 43 at the U.S. Open, tied 35th at the Travelers. He was tied 4th at the John Deere. Again, that was a weaker field, but so is this. Um, so he's been playing really, really well. I actually don't hate Cam Champ if you want to go back to the well. Again, I like Goddard up more, so I would just pay the extra 100 and go up to him. Um, Adam Svensson is in my mind is probably going to be the most popular golfer this week, just based on how he's been playing in recent performances. Uh, Canadian at the RBC Canadian, he was 21st at the travelers. He was 25th at the John Deere. He was 24th. And then at the Barbasol, he was sixth. So he's been kind of on fire recently. I think he's going to get a lot of ownership. You can either stick with him, or you can really kind of avoid him and try and play contrarian and hope that he misses the cut. I think both are options. Uh, Wyndham Clark is a great option because he's got a long ball. Uh, CT Pan's a solid choice. He's he's going to be probably my counterplay to Svensson. Mm. Um, I got to talk about Doug Gim because he's our boy. Our boy Doug Gim is always a good option, in my opinion. Um, I think that's it. Oh, Nate Lashley is, will be the last guy I mentioned in this range. Uh, he's a top 50 putter on tour, and he's got great distance off the tee. His approach game is not great, but if you're hoping for a putting contest, he's kind of a solid guy to do at 7,000 to, to round out your lineup. Yeah, I'm not going to fight you on that one. I think there's you definitely need some great names. Um, there's some good options out here. Um, like you had said, you mentioned a lot of great guys. We mentioned a couple prior. This will be a really good one. Uh, probably won't separate your lineup as much as the eight through 10 K range, just because there's a lot more options out there, but that seven K range will be definitely more of your rounding out period. All right. Um, I guess we will leave it there and go into the next range, Let's which go. I have names. You have names. I'm going to let you start then. Cause I have a name and that's it done. Well, I'll start off 6,900 Brandon Matthews. He okay. has been dominating on the Corn Ferry Tour minus last week. I understand he sucked. Um, finished 154th. I think he withdrew or disqualified or something. I, I didn't read the full article. Um, but he is a bomber off the tee, which if you've read anything about this course or anything about this course, bomber usually is the play. Yep. I like him this week. Um, I also like Kelly Craft. I think... If you take away Barbasol uh, two weeks ago, 31st, 24th, 56th, and 13th, some really good lineups. Um, Doc Redmond's always a really sneaky pick down here. But the guy that I think might shock you, if we go all the way down to 6,500, Cole Hammer, one of the most popular guys 
coming out of the college sequence right now. Um, Dominic was number one, but I think he's been overstepped uh, the last year. I know some Oklahoma State guys. One just went to LIV. Um, but Cole Hammer's always been up there in the college leaderboards. Last two Corn Ferry starts were 7 and 37. I think it's 6,500. He's worth a shot. I half expected you to sit there and be like, yeah, Marty Fish, the old tennis pro that grew up in Minneapolis. It's not playing on the tour event this week. I have expected you to say his name. He he feels like the John Daly of this tournament. I'm not going to lie. Just because of the fact that he's not, he's never. How been. dare you disrespect the greatness of John I, Daly like I, that? I apologize, John Daly. I, I will, I will respect the fact that you will probably flame me. That is totally fine. <laughs> um, I have one name and of course I lost him because I went down to him. Big Greg uh, Higgs, the big. I was going to do Satoshi Kodaira. Uh, you are picking up on my picks, young man. Yes, I am learning from Jack. Satoshi Kodaira is is Jack's guy more than anything. He is tied third on tour on approaches from 175 to 200. He's got great iron play. Um, if you want here, let me just rattle off a couple of names in the field that are good at that metric because I've named that a bunch of people already. Um, Tied third is Ricky Fowler. Tied third is Satoshi Kodaira. Tied seventh is Vaughn Taylor. Twelfth uh, is Tony Finau. Fourteenth is Scott Gachuski. Uh, tied fifteenth is Luke Donald. Uh, tied fifteenth is Lucas Glover. Uh, Mark Hubbard was tied twenty-one. I think he just pulled out. Oh, Matthew Neesmith. Guys like that. Brennan Steele's tied twenty-fifth. A lot of great names in that. So. Any of those guys could be viable options. Yep, hundred percent agree. I'm not going to fight you anything you just said. All right, Jack. And one last thing before we get into bets, uh, another name I want to bring up. I don't even see him on uh, Fanduel yet. I know he's just on the DraftKings. Uh, Jung Yoon Kim, aka Tom Kim, is supposed to be in this field this week based on alternates. Um, so I would definitely look out for him. I looked; he's the 13th best odds on DraftKings right now to win it all, which is wild because he's not even officially in the field yet. So that is absurd, but I am sure he's not going to be max price. So I think that that will be a good pick if you want to be a little fancy. Yeah. And then um, Wesley Bryan is also a guy. He's in like 6,200 in DraftKings. I don't anticipate anyone's lineup being crazy enough to go down that far, but you know me, I like Wesley Bryan. Swing is probably one of the most consistent at that price range. So there you go. All right, let's let's uh, let's get into it, Jack. What do you got for lineups? Let's start at DraftKings. Yeah, DraftKings, let's go. So I have Tony Finau at 10-5. Got to go for my boy Maverick McNeely, 9-3. Martin Laird, 8-2, who I don't even think we've mentioned his name. Ooh. Nick Hardy at 8. Um, I have Brandon Matthews at 6-9 and Callum Taron at 7. Ooh, fancy. You kind of went boom bust on me there, kid. All right. I think all of our laps week. <laughs> I mean, yeah, more or less. That's fair. Um, on DraftKings, I went kind of middle of the road. I went Sahith Tagala at 9-8. I went Davis Riley at 9,000. I did Brendan Steele at 8-3. I did Chris Goderup at 7-9. I have C.T. Pan at 7-5. And I have – that's not right. Oh, yeah, that is right. Tom Kim at 7-3. I forgot because he's already in – already in. Uh, DraftKings, but he's not a FanDuel yet. I was going to say, I have a parenthesis. 7-3? Yeah. I'm going to have to adjust my lineup if he's that cheap. Yeah, he's 7-3. Exactly. That's why I have him in there. Um, for my last guy on FanDuel, I already have a parenthesis that I'm going to swap him out for Tom Kim if he's cheap enough. But we're going to get to that bridge when we get there. Jack, talk to me. What's FanDuel? FanDuel. 
now FanDuel had a, for whatever reason, it felt like you can get a lot more expensive guys. I agree. So I went Sahit the Gala 11 2, Maverick McNeely 11 3, Davis Riley 11 1, Nick Hardy 9 9, Brandon Matthews 8 5. Falling on my shield for a lot of these guys. And the big rig sex machine, Harry Higgs at 8,000. Jack, are we going to read through the, the text I sent you about Harry Higgs? <laughs> uh, no, I did not get one. No, the one that I sent to you about about Higgs. Let me let me read what it says. Uh, big rig Higgs, the unit, the sex icon himself, the peak of physical golf attraction, Harry Higgs himself. Done. Okay. Say Harry, less. It's everything you need to know about Harry Higgs. Boom. That is a great lineup. Uh, I, I have a couple of the same names. I, I carried over a few of the same names from DraftKings because I just like them a lot this week. I'm going to start with Tagala at 11-2. I'm going to go Davis Riley at 11-1. I'm going to go Brennan Steele at 10,000. I'm going to go Cameron Champ at 9-7. Whoa. I'm going to go Chris Goddard up at 9-6. And I'm going to go Nate Lashley at 8-5. Cameron Champ, wow. Yeah, you know, he won it last year. I'm hoping that he uh oh, yeah, you're the course history guy. I am a course history guy, and I, I have a gut feeling that he might not win it, but if he makes the cut and finishes top 40, I have no I have no complaints from that because there's a lot of people in that range that I think could easily miss the cut. Yeah, he's not crazy expensive, at least. Yes. So all right, Jerry. Right. How many bets? No. Uh, well, again, I, I keep it down to five now. Okay. All right. Gotcha. How many did you start with? Should I say that? <laughs> yeah, I start off with um, six, to be honest, because I knew I was doing five, you know, okay. with a major. Obviously, you see me. I just keep going down like a maniac. But yes. um, I went with six, cross one out. So um, Nick Hardy, top 40 is minus 115. Okay. I think that's spectacular odds for a guy that's super good right now. And again, on I think he can go a lot better than that. I would feel confident doing a top 20 even, yeah. but if we're just maximizing money in the odds, I'm taking it here. Um, Maverick McNeely top 20 is plus 100. Hideki Matsuyama top 20 is minus 110. That's crazy odds to me. Tony Finau top 20 is minus 140. Uh, do I think he has a chance to win it? Absolutely. Do I think it's more likely he gets 10 through 15th place? Yes. Yep. And then Sahit the Gala top 20 plus 130. Dude's on a tear, living life right now. He's got nothing to lose, just enjoying having fun. Yeah, he's going off a red eye, but if that's the only thing that's holding him down for four rounds of good golf, then I'm picking him. He's in his early 20s. He doesn't care about red eyes, dude. He'll wake up and he'll he's just from jump. Pepperdine, dude. He is used to Pacific Coast times. Yeah, he'll he'll jump up. He'll be like, I only needed like an hour of sleep anyway. Just walk up and hit the first tee shot. He'll be fine. exactly. All right, for, for my bets, obviously, I liked a lot of your bets, but I, I did mine a little differently. I'm sticking with my three-bet week because, I'm, I mean, I'm two for two on them being halfway decent so far, so I can't, can't fix what ain't broken. Uh, first one I'm going to do is Davis Riley, top 20. That is plus 120. Uh, I'm going to do Ricky Fowler, top 40, at plus 100. And then Adam Svensson, top 40, is minus 115. I'm kind of hedging my bets because I don't have him in my lineups. So hoping that he does well on that, on that front. And then if he does poorly, I, I lost a bet. It's unfortunate, but it's the way it goes. Um, and I'm just sticking with those three for now. Done. Sounds like a plan. Well, usually we get into my wild cards first. So why don't you take it away with yours? Um, I have one wild card this week and it was plus 300 odds. I was surprised it went to it. I'm, I'm going for a playoff. We're doing a playoff plus 300. 
simple as that. I'm not going to fight you at all. I think I've said I mean, that six times. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I'm okay with a playoff. Let me, you come up with yours. I'll see if I can come up with a guy to finish top forty or something like that or top twenty. Yep. So my two, I did Brandon Matthews top twenty is plus four hundred. Like I talked about that driver, he's as good as they come with it. I think he could have a really standout week. Week. Um, and then I had Wyndham Clark first round leader plus sixty five hundred. Um, if I just take a look at what he's done outside and I say outside of majors, cause obviously they carry a different, you know, type of, you know, anticipation here, but outside of majors and I'll take away the Genesis Scottish open 66, 63 and 68 are his last three starts at round one. So he gets a 63 in there. Would I've liked to bet him at top five or top 10 of first round later? Yes. But we record this Monday evening when those odds aren't up yet. Yep. So please know that, I will be betting him first round, probably top 10 if it's available, but I think he has a chance to go all the way. Gotcha. All right. Wyndham Clark, first round leader. That'll be, that'll be an interesting one. I would I'm over two ha- on first round leaders, but I've been close both times. I would not hate that. Um, I, I've come up with another name. I'll do Ricky Fowler top 20 at plus 250. I actually have his top 40 at plus 100, but I think he could get top 20. So I'll throw that plus 250 in there for that as well. Done. All right, Jack, we got winners. Who we got? Who we think? I debated over this okay. for the longest time. I think in my heart, and again, you always say the boring pick, whatever. I think in my heart, I would love, love, love to see Tony Finau pull out a win. I get it's a boring pick, but it's not really that boring of a pick. Um, I love Tony Finau. I love what he does. He's such a great person for the game of golf. I think he deserves a win. I think it might come this week, and I'm hoping so because – his one downfall this year has been the driver accuracy. If he can get it down, it's just going to be really good. But I'm going to scroll down for my second pick, which you know is a little more kind of a flyer. Ricky Fowler. Oh, hey, I'm I was cool with it because I, I have him in a couple things. I was torn between him, Callum Terran, and Emiliano Grillo for okay. my three. But I want heart for Tony Finau, yep. so I'm going heart for Ricky Fowler. I think Ricky Fowler's got to go away and really capitalize on his game. I think this might be a week to turn it around. I, I appreciate it that you are picking one more well-known guy and one lower tier guy. That, in, in my heart, it makes me feel bad. I know he's not like your second choice, and I understand that. But in terms of outside of the top five, ten guys, you picking Ricky Fowler warms my heart that you're not going like, oh, yeah, Tony Finau, Sahith Tagala. Makes me feel a little better inside. Well, if it helps, because I knew you were going to say that I had Tony Finau and then Maverick McNeely slash Sahith Tagala. But so you already have two Ricky Fowler bets. Do you want me to change that or do you want to just squad ride Ricky Fowler to the max? Yeah, we're going to squad ride Ricky Fowler this week. Absolutely. There's I mean, one of one of mine is a wild pick. I don't care. Like if that one loses, that's one. That's that's fine by me. So, yeah, I hope he gets top 40 because then because then if he's winning, then I win, too. Um, all right. For my winner's picks, I did a similar style of, of Jack's. My winner's pick is going to be Davis Riley. Uh, new new to tour. I'm going for the Matt Wolf style up and coming. Win it early. That's my goal, I guess. And then my 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 dark horse that isn't really a dark horse because he's pretty well bet up, I'm sure. And Jack loves him as well. And. Really, this is Jack's dark horse. Uh, I'm going to go Chris Goddard up in my parentheses. 
uh, prior to about six weeks ago. I don't think anybody outside of Jack would have known him, but now he's played, been playing well enough that he's going to make the, uh, he's going to make the winner's picks as my sneaky guy. Yeah. Um, some other things I want to point out just for maybe wild card or additional bets is I really looked at Maverick McNeely top 10. Okay. He's plus 190 for top 10. And if you just take a look at his history, he has been on fire. Um, ninth, 16, and eighth for his last three starts. He's right around there. So I took a look at that. I think Hideki Matsuyama, for whatever reason, is being overlooked in this tournament. I don't know why. I can't tell you why. Obviously, you know me, I do I don't do as thorough research as you, yep. but I just I know it in my you know gut, brain, everything in between. He's behind Cameron Tringali in odds. He's the same as Adam Hadwin in odds, where it, it just doesn't make sense to me. So something must be there. Maybe um there's a little fear about his miscut at the open. Um, but I, I agree. I think it's a little weird. I think you're you're looking at Hideki. This is the kind of course that he could do very well in. Um, it's yeah, being the same as Tringali does not make sense to me. No. Uh, Tringali is definitely a, a, a for lack of a better term, inferior golfer. Well, he's a lot more risk reward, and so I don't know why they're the same price, it doesn't make any sense. But, uh, I, I agree then, yeah, if that's if that's it, then definitely look into Hideki because he should be he should be higher odds than that. Yeah, 100%. It is hard, and we do sincerely apologize. We record this on Monday evening because it really worked out best for our schedule. Full odds on our up, um, whether it be from different platforms that we can compare and get you guys the best odds or, you know, different prop bets. Like the majors, those are up like two months in advance. So we can definitely do our research and prepare. So we apologize, and we'll definitely keep you guys up to date on social media or whatever with additional bets or whatnot. Yeah, definitely. Um, All right. I think that's it. I mean, we are – we are ready for the 3M Open. We're going to Minneapolis, Jack. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Unfortunately, not. I would love to be at this event. Love to see some of those guys like I talked about, you know, on the come up, Sahit Tagala, Davis Riley, like we had mentioned. Um, I think there's a lot of guys this week that we've done research and we've talked about for many, many weeks. Yes. With this is one they could come up and really make a name for themselves. Yeah, I have a gut feeling somebody that is not as well known as winning this week. This is not going to be a big time win- a winner's victory. All right, everybody, let's go out there and win a bunch of money this week. Have a good one, and we will see you next week. Deuces.